Hello and welcome to the first seotesting.com podcast. I'm Nick Swan uh, and I'm joined with Phil Duffy. Phil, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Really good. Excited to be doing the first one of these. First one, yeah. So I'm sure there'll be lots of learning going on as we uh, we go through these episodes. Um, but yeah, so the idea is to kind of give you a behind the scenes view of what it takes to build and run uh, an SEO tool and uh, a SaaS tool. Uh, and a bootstrapped tool at that as well. So we are kind of, this tool is self-funded, so we don't have any investment or anything like that. Um, so what we make, we use to pay ourselves and invest back into the tool as well. So it's fun <laughs> and challenging. We don't have bottomless pits of money to uh, to throw out advertising and all that kinds of stuff. So we have to be picky in terms of what we're doing. And my camera has just gone funny. There you go. So yeah, so I thought we'd do a, a bit of an introduction about us, ourselves. So uh, I'll go first. So my name's Nick. I'm based in Cornwall <clears throat> in the UK. We moved down here about six years ago. So there's me, Sophie, uh, three kids, Isabel, Megan and Charlie. Uh, been doing SEO since around 1998, so quite a while. Um, I had an older brother who had a business who wanted a website building and getting into AltaVista and Excite and all the other search engines at that time. So it's going back a bit that. <laughs> it is, yeah. So hacking around in HTML and keyword stuffing and JavaScript and so on and Dreamweaver and all those kind of tools. Um, and so, yeah, yeah he, he said, build me a website, get me in these search engines and I'll pay your rent as you go through university. So that's what kind of got me started in, in SEO. Was that a bit um, front page back then? No, I think it, it uh, Dreamweaver rather than okay. front page back in those days um so yeah various uh other businesses i studied software engineering at university so kind of that's where my kind of programming background comes from although it's more of a hacking around background than uh than formal programming as phil is chuckling to himself now <laughs> <laughs> um so started sanity check back in which is seo testing version one of seo testing started that back in november 2016 um and this was really just to kind of solve my own problem so i was doing lots of page title and meta description testing at the time to try and improve click-through rates on pages within the search results and i was trying to track all of that in uh, a, a google sheet or an excel spreadsheet um, and as soon as you go past a couple of pages looking at that data every day um within search console was painful and took time so being a software developer and knowing there was an api within search with search console started hacking together a solution to um, archive the data from search console and then i kind of figured out that i could do this thing of running tests and collecting the data that i was looking at manually at the time and saving myself time um so had this solution kind of built to archive data because uh, only three months was available in search console at the time so archive the data, do the tests, figured out I could do some interesting reports and stuff. Um, so I was just using it myself. I shared it to uh, some friends within a Facebook group, an SEO Facebook group I was in at the time. So they started to use it as well and found it really useful. And that's kind of when I first had the inkling that this could be kind of uh, turned into kind of a business or a, a product that could be have a subscription uh, uh, around it. Nice. They say a lot of good products come from that, don't they? Kind of scratching your own itch and then going from there. Yeah, so I was actually, well, it's interesting. So I was actually in between businesses, um, between, uh, and this will go back to how me and Phil know each other, I, I guess, when Phil does his intro. Um, and so between 2013 and 2016, I was trying to come up with other ideas of things to build um, and doing a bit of SEO consulting. And I found whenever I tried to build something for somebody else or another niche or something like that, I kind of started it with lots of enthusiasm, but that enthusiasm quickly waned. 
And so I've always been a lot better at building stuff for myself first, so scratching my own itch, um, because then at least there's a user of one and you solve your own problem and you save yourself time. So my advice for people who are looking for a kind of a, a software business to build is always to solve your own problems first. That's the kind of uh, my number one bit of advice for anybody. Um, so, yeah, so uh, going on with Sanity Check, uh, the tool kind of grew and we had around 100 users and customers and so on. So then in 2020, I started doing a bit of analysis very, at the very start of 2020. Um, did a bit of analysis of how people were using the tool. And it turned out that testing was the thing that made people stick um, and where people got the most value. So I managed to snag the domain name seotesting.com um, at the start of 2020 and kind of reposition the product around that. Uh, so it has a lot of the same functionality as Sanity Check <clears throat> in terms of reports and so on. But the focus now is on testing and being able to run time-based tests and split tests and and get the results and track changes from uh, track the results from the changes you're making on your site. And so we've kind of got on from there. So Phil joined September last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was, it's, been, it's gone quickly since then. 2021, yeah. So I'll pass over to Phil. So Phil, let's uh, tell everybody a bit about yourself. Perfect. Thanks, Luke. So I'm Phil Duffy. Um, I live between Bristol and Bath um, with Ellie and little Fred. Um, we're expecting an addition in about a month's time. So things are going to get chaotic around here. Um, I've been coding for about 15 years. I think I met Nick, first of all, when I was in my very first coding job um, and then went off and yeah, into the world of SharePoint for a while, which is where I kind of cut my teeth in the, the C-sharp programming language. And yeah, we had some fun in that time. And it's really good kind of working with Nick, um, especially coming back because I know how each of us work together, which is awesome. Um, and from there, I went on to a, an international law firm doing some software architecture stuff around there, heading up the development team. Um, there was quite interesting learning a bit more around JavaScript, so kind of moving towards some of the, the front end frameworks. Um, after that, I decided to leave the corporate world um, and go out on my own. Um, yeah, I had an idea, no customers, nothing. I decided to just cut the cord and go for it. And I set off using, well, for a data product and in trying to market that myself, I ended up, like Nick said, with the SEO stuff, scratching my own itch, trying to automate some of the social media stuff. So I ended up creating a, a tool around that called Postmaker. Um, and yeah, that's now become a side project um, as I focus on the SEO testing stuff. But it's been, yeah, an interesting journey there, um, yeah, trying to figure out yeah, how to market a SaaS product. Uh, I'm definitely still in the realm of SEO is magic to me. Um, mm -hmm. It's been really interesting. The more I do this, the more I understand, um, especially around the extension that will come on to later, uh, actually seeing the value of that um, and watching your own numbers. I go, actually, maybe if I tweak or do this, then I can make those numbers move. Um, so I'm still learning um, a lot at the moment. So what's your, what's your side project? Uh, Postmaker.io. So the idea from that was there's just me for it. And I wanted to generate different social media um, post ideas from kind of one, um, just scaling up my effort while I, I love coding. I sit and will happily code for hours and hours. So the marketing and telling people about the product I was building just isn't my forte. So I wanted to kind of automate some of that. So um, yeah, using Spintax, a whole load of stuff that I've not done before, um, using you know, Firebase, a load of technologies. And yeah, so it was, again, people said, oh, that looks more interesting. 
uh, more interesting than the original idea I had. So I just kind of parked that one and um, set that one off. So yeah, it, it's good fun. It's sat out there, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it, I just love learning the coding around it. So it's done quite well as a AppSumo lifetime deal, isn't it? Which uh, perhaps we'll do a separate episode about another time. Um, yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. stuff you've learned from doing lifetime the adventures of Postmaker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be good. Um, so yeah, it's inter- It's good as well because we, as you said, we've worked together before. Um, and so last year, I think in the summer, I was at the point where the revenue of SEO testing could kind of, it could afford to bring someone on to help out either with marketing or development. And I was going back and forth as to whether to hire someone or whether to just stay as myself. Yeah. And uh, we'll learn things like this about turning phones off and so on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, and so, yeah, I was at the point of deciding whether to hire someone and, and kind of sitting back thinking about it. And I think I spoke to Martin, who I do uh, the Britstrap, Britstrap podcast with. I kind of thought I want to hire, I want to work with people that I like working with. And obviously, one of the ways of doing that is um, is working with someone you've worked with before. And so Phil and I worked together at a company called Lightning Tools, um, which was where, as he said, we were doing stuff around Microsoft SharePoint, building web parts and tools to extend that functionality. Um, so I stayed within the Microsoft world in terms of programming. Yeah. Um, so my background has, has been in Microsoft stuff, so VB6, uh, C Sharp, ASP.NET, MVC. Um, and so I kind of stick with what I know. I've dabbled in Ruby on Rails and Python before and, and things like that, but I always revert back to, to what I know best. So um, when it came to looking to hire someone, I knew Phil was working on his own stuff. And I said, you know, have you got any spare time? Yeah. And Phil's like, yeah, probably got, a couple, <laughs> probably got a couple of uh, weeks, a month we started out, didn't we, um, in September? Yep. Uh, but how, yeah, how did you find it the first uh, first time we were doing it two weeks on, two weeks off? Yeah, it's interesting the um, being able to focus on something because I know like if you try and dip in and out an hour or two here and there, it doesn't really work. But as soon as you go and go, right, this is the block of time that you're focusing on something, um, then that works. And it's... I suppose when, you, when you're coding something, you, you keep so much in your head around the nuances and go, oh, right, I need to go and check that and that. But I think being able to time block a chunk of time, okay, this is my task, this is what I do. And one of the things that I find is when I was working completely by myself, my organization is terrible <laughs> and I will always find something shiny, just completely focus on that. And this is where it's been beneficial for me personally is you've got an idea you've got an established kind of user base and go, right, this is what we need to do. Um, and for me to go, right, this is your, this is what we need to get done in the next two weeks or the next couple of days really makes a, a big difference for me because I can sit down and, and focus on it. Um, and I think especially because we've worked before is you're happy for me to go away and solve a problem and come back and go, right, this is what I've done or these are the problems I've found. How can you, kind of, how can we solve this? So that's where I think we, we really benefit from the history of working together is trust which is the kind of the main thing that you need here yeah yeah certainly well i mean again when i was looking at hiring someone it was either to help with the marketing side of things and then i would focus on doing development or it was to help hire someone to help with development and allow me to focus on marketing so eventually hopefully uh if we carry on working together, which, you know, things are going well, we'll enjoy it, both enjoying it so far, you know, I foresee hopefully you kind of taking over the development fully. So um, I guess one of the things that was a bit frustrating with me to start with is we started working in two week chunks, didn't we? So, yeah, because I knew you had your own project and tool and so on. I was like, well, 
I know you've got your own stuff, so let's try it where we do two weeks on SEO testing each month and then two weeks you can go do, you know, work on your own stuff. Um, but because I kind of, because we had this existing product that I'd written all the code for that's quite an unwieldy beast <laughs> and there's lots of nuances to it and the way I've all hacked it together, I will say, um, the idea was to give you kind of brand new projects to work on and new technology that I would be starting from scratch with as well so that you could just go away, figure it out and work on it. Yeah. Uh, one of those is the data studio connector and the second one is a Chrome extension. Um, and so because they were brand new things that you were figuring out as well, it was like two weeks of working on it, playing around, figuring it out. And then you'd switch to your own stuff. Yeah. And we wouldn't have actually have anything to ship or show for those two weeks, would we? And then yeah. you'd come back again in two weeks time and it will be like trying to pick it up again and figure out where you were and all that kind of stuff. It's always difficult picking something up after a little while. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I definitely. think after, after a couple of months, it was like, this is a bit frustrating for me. How are you feeling about it? And you were kind of the same. It's a bit frustrating for yourself as well. So we decided to go kind of switch to full time on, um, on SEO testing. I can't remember what month it was, maybe November. Um, I've been in, yeah, really impressed by what we've been able to ship since we've come on board, which is really nice. You kind of can actually see stuff being delivered in the uh, Slack group, which is a lovely community on there, is actually getting the feedback and response going, look, we did that. And then you get all the thumbs up and the likes and whatnot. And you go, yeah, this is actually making a difference to people day in, day out doing their SEO stuff, which is yeah, phenomenal to see. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so you're full-time now on SEO testing with the flexibility of being able to work on your own side projects when you want as well and when you need to as well, which is yeah. great by me, fine by me. Yeah. Um, good, yeah, I'm learning so much across <clears throat> both sides of things, which is, yeah, really nice. And well, uh, yeah. like said, <clears throat> hopefully this will help with the SEO for your own projects as well. <laughs> like you say, being able to learn it all. So certainly um, is. So, yeah, we've got three big projects that we've kind of released since we started working together. Um, and as I said, the idea of this podcast will kind of be like a 10-minute weekly or maybe bi-weekly update when I'm, I'm decided quite on that cadence. Um, but it's going to go on a bit longer today because we've got these three big things to talk about that we've released recently. So we'll go through one by one. The first one's a Data Studio Connector. The second one is the New Pages Alerts, which is something that I've worked on. And then the third one is the Chrome extension as well so the first one data studio connector do you want to take us through that phil yeah and this is interesting the it slightly touches on the chrome extension as well um but to be able to make these work which is something that is exciting something i've done in previous uh, companies before is around an api so actually all of the the juicy information that we've got from seotesting.com all of this analysis and data that um nick's producing there is yeah, making that available to use in novel ways. And obviously the Google Data Studio is a very popular tool if people are obviously invested into the kind of Google way of working, um, is yeah, trying to get the, the valuable information out in a way that we can reuse lots of different ways. Uh, I've never done a Google Chrome, a Google Data Studio connector before, um, but it's a bit of app scripts, a bit of JavaScript-esque stuff um, there's lots of help out there. Um, and it was really nice because, yeah, we just needed to structure the data that we wanted coming out of the API and then going, okay, how does it want to consume it? And what's really nice is all we're doing is we're just taking the raw data and obviously the power in something like Data Studio is take the data and present it how you want. Um, again, we don't have a lot of experience in producing these ourselves. So this is when it's been really useful to talk to people and say, okay, 
now you've got this data and it could be a lot more useful now for presenting stories to different stakeholders. Um, and this is where kind of the real value of it is, is the SEO testing sites awesome and in depth, but sometimes you need this kind of sanitized layer to be able to show other people or just to kind of compare against other things that are happening. So by yeah, bringing this data into Data Studio, you can tell a slightly different story or kind of match in with kind of the, the frequency of updates that you need to show people. So I really like that. Um, and kind of in, when we're producing these things, being able to do the template so we can help people get started. Um, and this is yeah, a really nice way of being able to go and like, this is the data, here's what you can do it, do with it. If you want to take that and run with it, great. Um, but if you want to tweak this, then yeah, use all the help and support around Google Data Studio to then build on the data that we're providing. Um, and we've already had some requests come in, so the, the p-value, which I had to learn all about. Um, so going, okay, this would be useful in here. And yeah, we managed to turn that around fairly quickly, but it's been able to provide that data yeah, easily through so that people can go and yeah, make their decisions. And that's the great thing is all of these opportunities that we've got to help people tweak and tune their SEO by yeah, providing this data is yeah, really great to see. Yeah. It's really good as well because the Data Studio connector is a totally customer-driven thing. So this request has come from customers that are already using Data Studio for bringing various data in from different data sources, whether it's search and advertising data. Um, so they've already got dashboards built out or they want to start using dashboards for presenting to stakeholders, like you say. I love that word, stakeholders. That's from your uh, good use from your corporate background there, Phil. That certainly is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been really useful to, well, first of all, to get that feedback from from the customers that they want to be able to use Data Studio and then obviously for to be able to give this as a project to Phil and say, here you go, Phil, go off and work on this. Um, first yeah. of all, building out the API, like you said, um, and then building the connector itself. And I realized as well, uh, just talking now, is that we have the API that's available. Um, although uh, Data Studio, there's the connector for that as well. Obviously, any other dashboarding tool that can take on an API, in theory, could use that now, our API, to get the test yeah. results and test data out. So we should use, uh, we should write a, an article about how to, to make use of the, the yeah, API that's the thing. Once you've got a solid, solid API, then it really opens up the extensibility of the the platform, which is yeah exciting. Yeah, and we'll come on to that more in uh, with the Google Chrome extension as well. Um, so the next thing that we've released uh, recently in December is the new page alerts. So this is something I worked on, um, and it may well be the last bit of development I do. We'll see. <laughs> Might be the last uh, last main feature I build on the tool if things work out well. Um, so we already had it in the tool where uh, on a weekly basis, um, SEO testing would go and check Search Console and let you know of any new keywords that you've started ranking for. So this is useful for as you write content and publish new articles and so on. Um, Google, you're obviously targeting certain, keywords, targeting certain keywords, but through topics and associations and categorization and so on, Google will start ranking your pages for lots of other keywords uh, and you know, variations of keywords that perhaps you hadn't thought of about targeting before. So on a weekly basis, we would report and let you know what keywords your site has started to rank for, new keywords, and appear in the search results for. That's So that's good. But uh, we, could, we could also go ahead and then let you know what new pages your site has started to rank for. Um, this is for a bit of a different usage scenario, I guess. So um, 
I saw quite a few tweets across November, December with people complaining about Google taking longer to index content. Um, so knowing when content has, has gone into the index is useful, what the cadences of Google crawling, uh, indexing and putting your site, your page in the search results would be useful. Um, knowing about issues around uh, pages that you don't want to be in the index. So there's a couple of scenarios around this, around uh, canonical values not being set, um, faceted navigation within Magento was one particular issue I came across a few years ago where it would extend the URL with each new attribute you set to to um, narrow the search results, would, would create new pages and URLs in the search results. Um, but then also if your site gets hacked, um, so we've seen this in WordPress with WordPress quite a lot. People will hack WordPress and then create loads of spam pages with it's in the Japanese links. bug or something. Yeah, Japanese yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I didn't know what it's called, but you uh, you said that to me the other day or uh, back in December. Um, so knowing when new URLs get created or, or found by Google and in the search results is obviously a useful thing to know. Um, also, as well, actually the third uh, or fourth, fifth, I can't remember which one we're on now. Um, Obviously, we're a small team. We work together. We generally know what's, what content is being created. But on larger, if you're agency side or from uh, an, uh, oh, what's it called? Internal SEO. Um, if you're working internally within an organization, um, there's usually people that are creating content that you're not involved with or you're kind of setting a, a content plan that they're off working with. Um, so, from an SEO's perspective, knowing what new content is being created and appearing within the search results is then an opportunity for you then, and an agency point of view, seeing what content your clients are creating. It's then an opportunity for you to go and check it, for you to be able to audit it, make sure it's you know uniform to the, the standards you expect and perhaps fits the content brief that you've set and so on. Um, and yeah, just audit it from a technical SEO perspective as well, make sure it's using the right headings, um, images are you know saved in the correct format, all that kind of stuff. So these alerts have been really useful. They're, to be honest, they've been more, I've had more, it's quite an easy, it was quite an easy bit of functionality to build because we'd already done it with the new keywords. So it could reuse some of the functionality and so on. Um, uh, We've had lots of really good feedback from it, so we we actually I actually released it quietly, so just put it live, and the alerts started going out on a daily basis to people that have found new pages, and they're like, "Oh wow, this is really interesting. Where's this information coming from?" Um, so then told people about it's a new feature, new page alerts, and so on. And so yeah, had some really good feedback from it. Um, it's good to get it out there. And uh, sometimes that's really nice, isn't it? Where there is a a small win, which well, a quick win, which ends up really helping and impacting people yeah nirvana of products isn't it <laughs> it's uh it's surprising as well as sometimes the the use cases that people will make of features so some of those use cases i mentioned are things that people have said uh that i didn't foresee them using these new page alerts for but have kind of come from the customer feedback and so on so yeah it's been good so we'll probably move on then third to the the third bit of functionality that we've released which is probably the most exciting one i think anyway from uh, from the tools point of view and that's the seo testing google chrome extension yeah that was a, a, a brand new thing i've never created a chrome extension before um but again so we'd obviously created the api we've done the data studio connector so we knew we had this data that we could um pull through but being able to have that in context to the page that you're on is really awesome. I've used it a lot more than I thought I was going to do. Um, and feedback has been very similar. Um, and 
yeah, I think we, we started off small, didn't we, with a, a bit of functionality to say, okay, what can we we show on this page? Um, I'm trying to remember what we actually started off with. I think it was just to show what other sites they had, um, some of them pulling through the graphs, so any of the graphs that people can see within the SOTesting.com page. Okay, well, let's put them in context. Um, and we, we initially just pulled through the, the title and description of the page and the canonical and yeah, I think yeah, headers, images, and now it's kind of grown up already. And it's been out for, I don't know whether it's probably a month or so. Um, we finally got used to, or possibly used to the, the way that Google actually released these for us. Um, yeah, building out this functionality. So now you can see yeah, the, the keywords that the page is uh, ranking for. Um, yeah, being able to sort those um, easily then being able to see yeah, the headers on the page, which has only come out in the last week or so, which is mm. yeah, seems to have gone down quite nicely. And obviously there are there are other tools around there that do some of the on-page SEO, but being able to link it back to the actual seotesting.com data just kind of blows the others into the water really. Yeah. Um, because to see yeah, real results from there easily is really nice. And what we're doing is we're presenting the kind of a a nice snapshot view you can easily click in go into the in-depth website view of that page um so it's just making it significantly easier for people which has been yeah brilliant um, i'm not sure what other feedback you've heard from it nick yeah i mean it's been good it's been something i've wanted to get built for a long time it's something i was never going to get done because javascript i cannot stand <laughs> and a lot of javascript is involved in this so it was great yeah. when phil said um it was a uh, going to come on board to help because i was like right chrome extension over to fill <laughs> yeah um but yeah we wanted well i wanted to make the chrome extension useful for everybody first of all which is where the on-page stuff comes in so um being able to easily see what the page title is meta description canonical as you said um then being able to pull out all the header values for the page and then the good thing that phil came up with um and this is where it's interesting like you coming at it from a development point of view but not an SEO you know not not knowing seo and the seo tools is you've, yeah. you've come brought some good new ideas to and new ways of doing things so we now show the the kind of the document tree in terms of headers and how they're nested and so on so you can check whether it correctly flows from h1 to h2 to h3 and you haven't got some random h's thrown in there that shouldn't you know it's nice to have a nicely laid out hierarchy um we can hover over the headings as well and then it highlights it on the page so you can pick out where they are and you can also click on them as well so it will navigate within the page and scroll down to show you the heading um so that's available for everybody and that's really useful functionality and we'll keep on working on the stuff for you know helping on page seo within the extension but then if you're an seo testing customer we can then take it to the next level where we can show you all your query data for that page so you can see what um what queries uh, the page is ranking for impressions clicks that kind of stuff you can see the performance over time over the last 90 days we're showing right now so you can see how the page is doing and then we also show the tests as well that are running on the site right now um so you can quickly navigate back into seo testing the tool to to see a bit more data about those tests um and so yeah we've had really great feedback it's been really good again there's the use cases that I imagine people would use it for, but we've also had some feedback as well of how people are using it that we didn't kind of envisage. Um, and one of those is, um, again, it's internal SEO, so an internal team. The content writers that were working on content were always asking the SEO, 
what keywords is this tool is this page ranking for sorry um and the seo was kind of going go into search console you can look at it yourself and the, the team were going well we hate search console the user interface is horrible you don't want to give them access to seo testing because again it's a it's it's a more complex ui it shows a lot more information a bit harder to navigate but now the the SEO, it's Sonny, a good friend on Twitter. Um, he's given access, his content team now have access to the extension. So when they've written a piece of content, they can go back and look at it in a couple of weeks, click on the extension quickly and just see all the keywords that the page is ranking for, then go in and do further optimizations on that content and improvements and so on. So it's massively improved their workflow and the way they're working on new content that they're creating, which is great. Yeah, no, it's a really, really good one. It seems, yeah. Just seems quite nice to use, which I really like. Kind of that effort of going backwards and forwards between me and you, going, Oh, I'd like to do this, and you're actually, this is how people should do it. Um, mm. that's what kind of the, a healthy product development relationship is all about is, yeah, matching the needs of the users. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we've, we've uh, as Phil alluded to, we've got some things to get used to in terms of with seotesting.com, the web application, we can publish it and make changes whenever we want to. So if we do find a bug, on a deployment, we can quickly fix it, get it out there with a Chrome extension and the Data Studio connector as well. So they go through the web store and the Data Connector store, I guess it's called or something like that. The Google yeah, the, the name, but yeah. store. Um, and there's an improve approval process for the extension to go through. Um, and on was it on the documentation for um, extensions? It says it could take a few hours, a few days, or a few weeks. And that's yeah. kind of all the information you get, isn't it? And so the second time we tried to publish it or update it, um, we waited like 10 days, didn't we? Yeah, we like, 10, 11 days. This doesn't seem right. Let's just send them an email. And it was kind of like an empty email address that we were sending it to. So we didn't know whether we were going to get any kind of reply. Um, did it, it got approved before we got a reply, a response, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like really quick after that. And then subsequently, and now, yeah. yeah, it's like, I think one was even 40 minutes or something. One's been a few hours. Um, but what they've done is for the, they've changed some of the, how they do it. And they've made it a lot stricter, um, which is good because obviously you get lots of naughty extensions out there. But I think yeah. we, we've gained their trust now, which is, <laughs> which is pretty good. Um, and what I really like is how much we, we can do in there. I know that there's a few ideas that we've got bouncing around. Um, so it's, yeah, it's listening and then also being a small team is going, okay, what goes into extension, what goes into the main platform? And it's it, it's balancing that, which I know is Nick's been doing the planning and assigning me tasks to make sure that we're kind of focusing on that the whole product, whole platform. Yeah. Um, and what's really exciting now, I, I think the Chrome extension is exciting just by itself. Uh, but what's really exciting is we've now got the API that we can produce the query data for pages and sites for is looking at what else we can build. So there's WordPress yeah. plugins, um, Shopify extension. I think they're called extensions in Shopify. Um, so anywhere where you're editing pages, we can now, you know, in theory, build an extension or a plugin or whatever for that ecosystem where we can show the query data mm -hmm. so that when people are writing product descriptions or update, updating product descriptions, sorry, for pages and things like that, they can see the query data and get ideas for the content that they should be included and so on. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of possibilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think the idea of being able to create tests and stuff like that through it at some point as well, there's, there's, there's so much you can do. So yep. much you can do. Yeah. So uh, 
the idea for these podcasts is some accountability for Phil and I. So uh, as we said, they're going to be shorter normally. We've been going on for about 30 minutes now, I think. Um, so well, just to give a bit of background as well, as Phil said, he has an impending arrival, new arrival. So we are being careful not to start any big projects from now until new arrival arrives. Yeah. <laughs> and Phil is back at work. Um, so... Well, the idea for the podcast is we're going to say what we're going to work on over the next couple of weeks uh, and then hopefully come back in two weeks or a week's time and say we've successfully done it and uh, yeah. and uh, explain what it is we've been working on. But yeah, so just the whole point of that ramble and explanation is Phil isn't going to be attempting any big projects over over January just in case new arrival arrives a bit quickly yeah. expected. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Phil's, Phil's working on lots of little kind of improvements and bits of functionality. Um but yeah, Phil, if you want to give an idea of the things you're working on this week. Okay, perfect. So there's um, the, the first one I'm looking at is around uh, split tests. So when you're running one of the A-B tests is just letting you know when it's completed. Obviously, there's, a, there's an option for those of an ongoing. Um, but, but if you put in an end date, just to say, by the way, this one stopped. So if you want to kind of go through and analyze what happened, um, that's a good opportunity to. Uh, things like being able to stop a split test so if you've got an ongoing one, but actually it's not providing any value or you've already got your conclusion, then you can just stop that. Um, and also some of the, the user interface stuff. So if you're confirming the, the dates around a particular test, so you can just some validation around that to make sure that you're, they're valid. Um, so just kind of the, the small things just to make it um, a bit cleaner for when you're setting up your tests. Um, and we added one the other day around setting the, the timeframes Trying to remember which one that was, Nick. Um, oh, that was the, the, thing, the content quality report. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's yeah, where something might be available through um, the API. We go, okay, well, let's add that into the SEO testing user interface. And now you can choose 90, 180, or a year's worth of um, information for your thin content. So it's, yeah, Nick's got these ideas, a big list, and it's just dropping them in. And, and yeah, not just nice improvements to the UI. Yeah, so I guess historically, the building building new features. So what I've always tried to do is it every month is have like a new feature to be able to email out the the SEO testing uh, customer base about. So I'd always at the start of each month think I'm going to work on this big feature, get it done, and then be able to market it and talk about it for the last two weeks of the month and so on. And so there's a whole raft of optimizations, fixes, small UI things that could be improved that kind of have just been sat in this big backlog of tasks because I've always been thinking about, you know, build this new feature, be able to market it and then get a, get whenever we'd market a big new, a decent new feature, it would always bring in some new customers. Whereas fixing 20 small UI tweaks and things like that kind of isn't going to bring in a raft of new customers, but it makes the product better um, yeah. and it will improve it overall as well. So as Phil's got this impending new arrival, um, it just feels like a great time now to not start any big new projects and kind of get, get all these little things fixed and also as well because this is working on seo testing the web app itself as well which is this great big unwieldy beast that nick has developed over a, um, a four-year period i guess it gives phil the chance to look into all the code and figure out how it all hangs together and bits and pieces of yeah. working and read all my funny comments that i leave in code and so on that i never thought anybody <laughs> else would read <laughs> yeah but it, it's it's good we're getting stuff done really nicely it's it's in a good place where you've given me some stuff to do. We go, right, let's go get that sorted, get it out there, um, yeah. which is really nice. So the, the turnaround of stuff has been, yeah, I'm really happy with the pace of that, which has been awesome. 
Yeah, I think it's good as well from from a cadence point of view. Like when you start a big project, there's like a six week, eight week period of not being able to get anything out to people to get feedback and so on. Whereas with these, they're quite simple tasks that you can get done and knock off, and you know it's yeah. kind of making the product better for everybody. So I always yeah. think a, a mixture of a big project that's a big new bit of functionality and fixing some small bits is always a, a it reminds me of the have. Kano model. What's that? It just, <laughs> there's delighters performance and oh, there's another one which is going down where if it doesn't work, people don't like it. But yeah, I mean, again, back to the corporate world of uh, delivering the right stuff. But yeah, the Kano is interesting if you're doing product stuff. Very cool. If you say something like that, Phil, I'm going to ask you to explain it because I ain't got a clue what you're on about. So I know. <laughs> be I careful next that time. Short, like I'll talk gibberish <laughs> for about 20 minutes. Um. Cool. So, so my focus is on marketing, as you said. Uh, so I'm working on a, an article around SEO experiments. Um, so if you've got a page, for example, that's stuck on um, page two of the search results, so 11 to 20, what are the types of experiments and changes that you can try to get that page up to you know, one to 10 onto page one of Google and hopefully get lots more traffic. So it's actually turning into quite a long article, um, which has taken a, a while to create. But I think we're up to like, I'm up to like 30 different things to try and test around that page. So it will hopefully be like a, a good thing that you can refer to when you want to do some testing to get some ideas of the types of things you can test. Uh, trying to move over. So Sanity Check as a tool and as a product itself is still running. Um, it doesn't take any new customers. It's just existing customers on it. So I'm trying to move over the last batch of customers over to SEO testing so I can then close that server down, which will reduce a bit of cost. Um, so that's one task this week as well. And then, oh yeah, when I'm written down, but think about just doing this is editing or, or kind of trying to publish this podcast somewhere. So that'll be a task within itself as well. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Very good, Phil. Well done. I think first episode done. Yeah, no, it was good. Lots of chatting. Um, I think, well, yeah, I kind of feel like most of the talking has been from me, but I guess that's because I've got four years of experience from working on the product, so perhaps I've got a bit more to say about it. But yeah. hopefully as, uh, as you're spending more time working on it, you'll uh, you'll have have more to say as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the more I learn and the more I apply, and that's what I find fascinating about the SEO, SEO world um, is – yeah, those that are just taking their toes in like me just understand a tiny bit. Those who've been there for a while know exactly what they're talking about. Like you said, how to change stuff to go from page two to one is, yeah, there's a lot of people at different journeys on here. So hopefully I can bring up to speed the people that know nothing <laughs> <laughs> and how what, what we're doing, what we're adding to help those. Yeah. Cool. All right. Catch up again soon. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, Phil. Bye.